Yeah, but when's Jamaica coming on? When's Jamaica... I mean, never mind the matches. When's Jamaica coming on? This is the issue that Impact have. They were... trending... last week. When Omega... was helped by... his blood... his kin... Don Callis... to beat Moxley for the AEW belt. And everyone said, well... what?" What's this hookup? I mean, I understand what impact are getting out of this. Hooking up with AEW gives them a massive rub. What are AEW getting out of this? Well, we might learn that tomorrow. But the first impact after this event, the Federation are as... I suppose there are more people or as many people watching Impact as when a few months ago on Slammiversary they had some of those big WWE cast-offs coming into their federation and Slammiversary went well and for a brief period people were saying this company, I'd forgotten all about them what a great company, me included and they let it go and over the last few months We've had insider nonsense and soap opera rubbish. So this impact, with so many people potentially watching, has to be special. Was it? Let's find out. First up, You've got a match that promises to be something special. Because you've got Josh Alexander of the North, but we know the North are being teased for a breakup because Ethan Page's contract is up in a month or so. So he could go anywhere, couldn't he? Versus Alex Shelley. Should be a great match. Wasn't quite. What you get is a feeling that This match is overshadowed by the other stuff. All through it, Josh Matthews and Madison Rayner talking about how extraordinary the Kenny Omega stuff it was. And later on, we're going to be speaking to Kenny and Don Callis just to see what the situation is and why they've done this. It was okay, this match. There was some good action, but these two can really, really go. It wasn't Shelley, it was Sabin. See... That's how involved I was in the match. Because they kept... They kept distracting me. With all the stuff about... Yeah, but let's talk about the real thing that happened. These are just two wrestlers. Were some good... There were some good moves. Alexander blocked a Hurricane Rana. And then powerbombed Sabin right into his knee. And it ended with a sort of botch from Page trying to direct from ringside and Alexander sh- shouting I know what I'm doing suddenly Sabian hits a jackknife roll through for a pin so it got the job done but it wasn't the kind of superb match which it should have been to announce you're watching Impact for the first time in ages or the first time ever look at this this is the kind of action we produce you'll definitely be here next week it sort of said okay You've heard of Josh Alexander. You know the Motor City Machine Guns. You know how good this could be. But in Impact, 
It's only okay. Back on to more Kenny Omega stuff. Come on, get through these matches. Let's get Kenny on. And then we've got Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone on a little paid-for promo or ad. It's actually really good. Tony Khan does a really good job. He says that I paid for this to um, to help Impact's budget, to help the bottom line. He says that, I, and he also says he paid for Omega to turn up tonight. The first thing we see tonight is a shot from above of a bus coming in with Omega and Callis on board. Khan in this segment even teases buying Impact and kind of puts it down. Because what will this be, probably? It's going to be an invasion angle. And you know what? You've got to make that right. You've got to do it right. Because if you don't, you know what can happen, don't you? The WWE knows that very well. Okay, on to a match that was actually all right. It's Brian Myers... You've got to get him in there because for viewers coming in, you remember it from WWE, don't you? Versus TJP. And it was a really interesting idea. Now, you know, they don't quite know what to do with Myers. I don't think they've got him. They've thrown loads of Myers mud at the wall and not much has stuck, if any. But this was interesting because it was TJP and Myers have different kinds of styles. TJP's flippy and fast. Myers, more methodical, more methodical, slower, solid. There were some good, good moves here. A TJP head standing in the corner into a Rana. And Myers sold very well. A kick on the apron sold that very well. You almost heard him go, oh, on the the outside. And he sold a Tornado DDT very well. And TJP countered a kick into a suplex. And Josh provided fantastic uh, analysis. Like, it's like, now you see me. Or now you see me too. That's lovely. Myers won. TJP was jobbed out. It stopped his momentum with the Rohit stuff and the X Division stuff. But the viewers want to see a WWE man. But, you know, it was a good match because it was all about Myers trying to work out what TJP was about and finding out eventually. Then we've got Myers and Rohit. Now, Rohit, X Division champion, wonderful as we know, a little ordinary in this. Basically saying at the next... Um, the next special event, then he will invite anybody because it'll be the final um, Beat Row Heat Challenge of the year. Anybody can come out and challenge him apart from TJP. TJP calls him back. Good luck with that. That's it. Nothing special. Shame, really. And now it's time to get another ex-WWE man in. EY versus Cody Dina, who, of course, is saying he needs to show him who I am. He doesn't... He doesn't he doesn't really respect me. Tells Jake to stay away. Can be at ringside and not get involved. EY was the champion a few months ago. And now he's slipped down to the mid-card with Joe Doring, but he's slipped down to the mid-card probably where he should be. It was okay, this. EY won with a pile driver. Then Rhino came in with a pipe to fight him off. Or has he got a pipe because he's doing some maintenance? Backstage, surely money isn't that tight. Impact, money too tight to mention. Anyway, Rhino's there with a the pipe. Needs to get back there because that the water will be flowing out of that sink. Now then, 
I thought we might not have any of the Who Shot Johnny Bravo soap opera nonsense. Because you want to show your viewers who have just come in that this is a serious federation, don't you? But no, they kind of wrapped it up. Bravo's talking to, to Dreamer about, you know, he should go to jail. And there's Larry D sitting about a foot from them. They will fight a final resolution. And if Larry D wins, he gets his freedom because, as Dina says, because as Dreamer says, I can do that. At least this dross will then be over. Then you've got Scott Damore, of course, because you've got to have Scott Damore every week. Dreamer coming in saying, well, this is he's Damore's delighted, of course. You know, he's one of the brass. He's delighted with all the all the trending and all that. And Dreamer comes in and says, I'm not, you know, I've, I've been through this. I'm not sure about this company coming in. Yeah, they're teasing an invasion angle now. It might be a red herring, but they really are pushing it. And I suspect it will be a an invasion angle. What a bore. So, if we forgot, there's a woman's tag team tournament going on. And let's get through this and get to Omega. So you've got Perazzo and Kimberly versus Rosemary and Tyre. And actually, this was a really good match. Solid, fast. Both tag teams work well together. Some really good moves. For instance, a Kimberly jumping neckbreaker on Rosemary as she was on Perazzo's knees. That looked like it really hurt. And at one point, uh, Tyre and Kimberly throwing punches at each other when they were both in the splits. That's great. In the end, you get a malfunction at the junction. And Perazzo kicks Kimberly by mistake. Then Rosemary comes in with her kind of package sit out for the pin. It was a good match. A really good match. And they do have a good women's division here. Let's see what AEW do with it. Well, nice to see Callahan. Shamrock apparently is at home resting. What? 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 You, put, you, you put him into your Hall of Fame a few months ago. And now he's nowhere to be seen after last week being sent home. He's suspended, apparently. It's ridiculous. Callan, of course, is a good promo. Gives us all the stuff about, I'm the highest-ranked Impact wrestler. I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, shows us a little clip where he uh, hurt Eddie Edwards so long ago with that baseball bat. Then Alicia is in, distracts him. Eddie Edwards jumps in. Um, puts his foot on Callahan's hand to get the bat. Callahan scoots out. Gets hung up in the rope slightly. Doesn't manage to do it quickly enough. So Edwards has to miss on purpose with the bat. It doesn't look great. Right, moving through. We got to the... Oh, hang on. It's not the main event, is it? Well, it is in the ring. It's Bay and Moose versus Swan and Mac. This should be a really great match. And I don't think it will be because it's just a precursor to what's going to happen on the bus in a minute with Josh Matthews. I think it only went 10 minutes, this match. Now, next week, Bay and Swan will fight over the heavyweight championship. And they had a really good time in the ring together. Lovely. Great arm drag counter off the ropes to a Swan roll-up. But Moose asserted himself and really had his way with Mac again. You know, Mac's being jobbed out in this foursome. I don't like that because he's such a great character and such a great wrestler, particularly for a man of his size. Moose threw, threw Bay onto Mac. 
He didn't give any opportunity to say no. That is, his partner gets him and just throws him on Mac and says, pin him, which he does. Moose also threw Swan into a powerbomb after catching a Hurricane Rana attempt. And we know Moose can do this. He's a great character too. If only he wasn't doing that quietly spoken EC3 nonsense. I thought when EC3 went, we'd seen the last of it. Now, Mac used his throw in the air and punch spot, but... He's distracted and Moose spears him, puts him down and Bay sneaks up and gets the pin on Mac. So you're protecting Bay because he's coming into Swan. You're protecting Swan because he rolled out of the ring with Moose who's protected. The one who's not is Willie Mac, and that's a real shame. This match had moments, but really all we're doing is waiting for the end. Before we get there, Swan's trying to get out of the building. He's got his... He's got his... Uh, his uh, uh, title, how you title, he's not had a shower, he's in his ring gear, I'm not quite sure, well maybe he's going to have a shower at the hotel, anyway, he can't get out, there's a guy at the door saying sorry, this whole parking lot has been, um, has been roped off, can't do it I'm afraid, you're not on the list, so Swan says, oh Moose again, messing with me, no, Kenny Omega, at which point Josh Matthews trolls up, sorry, can't like, Josh Matthews, interview with, oh yeah, yeah, you can go. And the guy at the door does a really good piece of work. Just looks at Swan and says, sorry, not on the list. No world champion. And just stares at him. Very nice. Invasion angle. Wah, 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 wah. Invasion angle. So, to the bus. And you know what? Don Callis and Kenny Omega produced the best work that I've seen on, on Impact for months. This is the kind of rub that Impact can get. It was lovely. First of all, Matthews has got questions. Why did you do it? But Callis wants to change the nameplate from Moxley to Omega. So while he's asking the question, he's changing the nameplate on the belt, which is great. Then he gives it to um, Kenny. He says, we don't need that Moxley anymore. Do we? And, and Kenny says to, um, to Josh Matthews, and you know Dean Ambrose well, don't you? You know, you know Dean Ambrose. In Tough Enough Series 1, I think Matthews is trying not to smile at this. Nice insider stuff. Better than the kind of insider stuff that Impact's been doing over the last few months. They call him the real world champion, which is a little bit of an echo from Ric Flair in the WWE in the early 90s. And Callis talks about how he came up and how he looked after, after Kenny because he was trained by Kenny's uncle, the Golden Sheik. And they'd planned this, not, for, not, not two weeks ago, not two years ago, not even ten years ago, right from the beginning of the career, 27 years ago. That's why he said he came back to wrestling five years ago. Not to be an, a, a New Japan Pro Wrestling colour commentator. To be there when Kenny won the IWGP World Heavyweight title. That's why he came to Impact. They've been preparing this. Then Matthews asks an impertinent question. Don't you feel that your championship win was solid because you had to have Don Callis' help? Don doesn't like that. So Kenny takes over. It's lovely to hear. I feel myself again says you've got some good champion you've got some good champions here 
I wanted this belt. This is the thing I wanted. I used to collect comic books. I could never get the main, the, the best comic book. But this is a new hobby, and this is the main event. I've got the belt that I want. But you've got some belts here. Why not? I might collect a few more. Not the cleaner, the collector. Very nice. Costy there, he's the belt collector though, isn't he? Anyway, he teases coming to Impact to wrestle. So you didn't expect me to wrestle for this tonight though, did you? No, got a big, big announcement to make tomorrow on AEW. And with that, they're gone. That last 10 minutes was worth the rest of the programme. And that is great, but also the issue for Impact. Because at the moment, they are the baby to AEW's big WWE-type monster. And if they want to do that, that's fine. But they need to show their quality. Tonight, they didn't quite. It was just another episode of Impact with something rather good at the end. And if they carry on like that, this is going to be another invasion angle. It's three out of five. And as for an invasion, nobody wants that. Ta-ta.